The elephant is not in the living room. Repeat, the elephant is not in the living room. No, this isn't a code phrase to alert the French resistance that the Allies are going to land soon. Uh, this is the thing that we're not supposed to talk about, but we have to talk about. Uh, you know the old expression, the elephant in the living room, that's a big, obvious thing that's kind of awkward, so nobody wants to talk about? Well, in this case, the elephant is Donald Trump, who says he's not going to be competing, attending, uh, participating in any of the Republican debates now. And so he's the elephant not in the living room. So what's everybody else going to talk about? Hey, everybody, I'm Steve Green with Bill Whittle and Scott Ott. This is Right Angle, brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Gentlemen, so Donald Trump uh, had made it known that he probably wasn't going to attend the first debate, which I think is being held in, uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, on on Wednesday night. I'll be drunk blogging that for PJ Media, by the way. It'll be fun. Um, But he went to True Social, which I understand some people actually read, uh, over the weekend (laughs) to, 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 to make the following announcement. The public knows who I am and what a successful presidency I had with energy independence, strong borders and military, biggest ever tax and regulation cuts, no inflation, strongest economy in history, and much more. And the next part is in all caps in classic Trumpian style. I will therefore not be doing the debates. Plural. Um, Bill, my uh, my buddy Kurt Schlichter over at Town Hall says there's there's no upside to Trump attending the debates. Uh, he's 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 pretty much peaked, and where he's peaked is a very good place to to be in the mm-hmm. polls right now. Um, what do you think? Is this is this the smart move? Is uh, or, or should he be there as, as, as just a decency of the Republican voters who he still needs to court? I don't know if it's the smart move or whether it's the right move, but it is definitely the Trump move. Mm, yes. And in, and in this one example, we have Donald Trump encapsulated perfectly. Uh, all of his uh, benefits and all of his uh, weaknesses, I think, in, in, in one specific example. On the one hand, well, first of all, let me say, it's pretty clear to me that Donald Trump is not afraid to debate these people. It's not a question of him oh, yeah. not wanting to face them. This is a tactical decision. It's not like, uh, so so this is so this is Trump in a nutshell. On one level, it's a, it's a really brilliant thing to say because what he's essentially saying is this isn't a competition. We know who the Republican nominee is going to be. It's going to be me, and. And I'm not going to participate in this kabuki theater pretending like it's not. I am the former president of the United States. I'm running on my record. I know what the polls say and so on. So from a tactical point of view, what Trump is essentially doing from a tactical point of view is saying, um, I'm not going to concern, I'm not going to concern myself with, with going through the motions when I am the, when I am the, Donald Trump is the president of the United States, and and in not only in his mind, in many other people's minds, and and what he puts out in that statement is absolutely correct. People know him; they either like him or they don't. His record speaks for itself, and all the rest of it. His campaign ads will cover that. There's no gain or reason to be doing these debates. It lowers his. Uh, it it let me rephrase that. It reduces him to one of several choices when he when his position is there aren't several choices. That's the pro-Trump side. The, anti, the anti-Trump side is the part about Donald Trump that makes so many of us who support him just wince. You know, it's, it's like this is, this is the thing that, that this is the, the, the flaw in Donald Trump is this, is this unwillingness to, to adhere to 
I don't want to say standards. Or, I, I'm not exactly sure what it is I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say it from my heart is he should be at those debates. That's how the system works. The system works like this. We have primary uh, debates for our to determine our candidate for each party, and and that system is part of the job and it's part of the process and you should be expected to participate in that part of the job and that part of the process. Now, whether he's doing this because he suspects that Biden is not going to be debating anybody for the, has he already announced that he won't? That Biden will not be debating uh, in the Democratic primary. Biden won't primaries? Uh, debate anybody in the Democratic primary as a sitting president. Neither of these challengers uh, really has a chance. I, 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 so, I can see so that. So to some degree, yeah. to some degree, I think that actually mitigates Trump's decision to not get into the debates because basically what he's saying is okay so the so the the guy who's currently in the white house is not going to debate his you know his no chance uh rivals and so i'm not going to either i mean biden announced that he wasn't going to go to the dem to do the democratic debates before trump did so so there's a little bit of tit for tat there but but ultimately when it comes right down to it i think it's i think it's a mistake not to do it i think it's i think it's unseemly and this is the, this is the word that I often use when I think about Donald Trump is, is that he is he is unseemly. I am supporting him 100 percent and I'm supporting him not only because of what he's fighting against, but just based on, as he mentioned in that in that statement, based on his record he's an extraordinarily successful president, he's a remarkably successful president. So he's got my full support and 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 I understand why he's doing it. But if he would if he would stop doing things like this, he would be considerably more popular. Not because of his attendance in the primaries, so much as as he would be he would be just smashing a little bit less China as he bulls around, you know, inside the China shop. Uh, and so there you are. You know, this is the, the this this is the man. We we when we started talking about Donald Trump. Uh, when he was appearing on the radar back in 2015, uh, we were we were comparing him frequently to Ulysses S. Grant, and that is, yes, this guy's got a drinking problem. Yes, he's got a, a bunch of other problems, but I can't spare this man. He fights, there you go. and 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 I'm still in that same exact place. All right, uh, Scott, uh, put yourself in the in the shoes of one of the other Republican contenders. Uh, I can't remember. I think there are six or seven of them that made the the pretty low bar to. Is it up to eight now? Yeah, to uh, to get the debate, they had to get I think forty thousand donations of at least a dollar and one percent in the polls. This is this is not a high hurdle to make it onto this debate sp- debate stage. But if you're one of these contenders, are you thinking that uh, what a wasted opportunity not to have Donald Trump there to uh, to to defend his record, and so you can make yourself heard against the man? Or are you thinking that this is a chance to make yourself heard on that debate stage without having to defend yourself from Donald Trump's sort of unique insult humor approach to a presidential debate? Well, if I had seen any of the other candidates who were willing to stand up firmly against Donald Trump, other than former Governor Chris Christie, uh, perhaps I'd, I'd agree with that premise or, or, or explore that topic anyway. Uh, you know, I think the reason why Trump is staying away from this debate is because he's afraid he'll have too much lipstick on his ass when he leaves because of the <laughs> other candidates who are just 
kissing up to him all the time. I, I don't even know how any of these other candidates are willing to show up for the debate themselves, frankly, because yeah. uh, with the exception of Christie, all of them seem to agree that basically Donald Trump was a great president. And so I'd like to be the next Donald Trump. The only problem is the the last Donald Trump is still alive and intends to run for the office as well. So if you want Trump, what are you going to take? Trump or the one who wants to be like Trump? It just doesn't make any sense. And until somebody stands up and maybe it'll happen this week, until somebody stands up and makes some substantive case why Donald Trump should not be the next president of the United States, or at least the next nominee for the Republican Party, then this is all just a joke. I mean, it's just ridiculous to, I mean, I think I'm going to watch it just to see if it, if lightning strikes and somebody wakes up and, and somebody who has a chance, and by that, I mean, not Chris Christie, uh, stands up and says something, you know, but the people who are closest to him right now, uh, you know, DeSantis has just been kind of engaging in sort of uh, lame passive aggressiveness toward Trump. And uh, Nikki Haley's been virtually unheard from since she uh, originally announced that she was running. And then, uh, you know, Vivek Ramaswamy, who has been doing interviews all over the media and frankly, is the most, other than Trump, the most mentioned candidate in recent days yep. in the media, um, still is behind DeSantis and uh, Haley. And so, you know, he's got quite an uphill battle. If I had to if I had to guess that anybody has a shot of making an impression, it is Ramaswamy, who is very eloquent, who is uh, yes. fully capable of expressing himself in ways that appear sincere and is not, uh, what, what did you use, uh, used to call that bill? The, he's, not, he's not fighting under the uh, Marquis of uh, was Queensbury rules or whatever. Mar Marquis of Queensbury yeah. rules, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, now maybe somebody will surprise us here. Maybe, maybe the, uh, the, what was it, the governor of Nebraska or something? Uh, <laughs> Doug something or other. Oh, I yeah. Uh, who's at 1%. Yeah, maybe maybe he'll come out of the trees and, and surprise us. But frankly, you know, I, I think every Republican candidate has to look inside their souls and say, if you're running for vice president of the United States, get out. If you're running for a position on the cabinet, get out. Unless you're running to take down Donald Trump and replace him as the Republican nominee, get out. And if you are running to do that, then do it. And stop equivocating. Stop being such a quizzling about it. Stop trying to suck up to his followers uh, by not offending him. You've got to have the you've got to have the guts to fight this fight. And if you're not going to do it, just get out. I'll Can I add something to that? Because because Scott's it's a great point. It's basically it leaves the other Republican challengers in the position of new Coke, right? You've got I mean this is the the new Coke is is the classic example of 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 something that didn't have a market. So Coca-Cola owns the world. They've got this crazy, crazy, most popular brand, recognizable brand in the world. Pepsi is gaining on them. Coke panics, and they make a Coke that tastes more like Pepsi. And who does this make happy? It doesn't make the Pepsi drinkers happy because it doesn't take like Pepsi, and it doesn't take like Coke anymore either. It's a catastrophe. So yes, Scott's right about that. Now, I, I, I think most of this obviously is done from a, a primarily emotional base, but if you want to take the unlikely case of this being a, a four-dimensional chess move. Um, the one benefit I see out of Donald Trump not being in the debates is because they should just announce this, ladies and gentlemen, uh, good evening and welcome to the vice presidential uh, debate for uh, for uh, yeah, know, Republican yeah. in 2024. But 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 the, the, the main point I was trying to make, Steve, is that is that Donald Trump 
gets very personal with these things. And if he's not actually debating with these people, he's unlikely to enter the kind of exchange that would so poison the waters as a as a uh, vice presidential candidate that he can basically just sit back and, and kind of take his pick. If he's on the stage with those people and they attack him, he's going to attack back. And, and that can get not only damaging to, you know, little Marco or, or you know, yeah, whatever, he, yeah. whatever he called Ted or whatever, it can also... All, all that Donald Trump can can expect from being in the Republican primary debates is attacks against him that the Democrats will use, saying that this is what you know Ron DeSantis thinks of, of Donald Trump. So anyway, <sighs> yeah, I I think it's pretty much nothing but upside for for Trump not to not to attend these things. Uh, the the one question I had when I first started writing about this uh, this morning over at Instapunit was what if a candidate at, at at Wednesday's debate has one of those breakout moments? You can never predict them, mm-hmm. there's, but you know one when, when, you, when you see it happen. And it, it, can, it can really define a, a, a candidate's campaign. They're, they're, set them on fire, really. Just, just launch them into the stratosphere. Uh, and with Trump not being there, uh, if somebody has a breakout moment, Trump's not there to stomp out that flame right away. And I thought that's mm-hmm. that's a little bit of a risk. And then I read something. Uh, Trump is scheduled to be arraigned in Atlanta on Friday, but he's going to turn himself in voluntarily on Thursday, which is going to wipe out the news cycle on whatever happens Wednesday night yeah. at that debate. So there is your big stomp. Well- well, but but I mean, wouldn't that be the ultimate? Wouldn't that be the ultimate Trump endorsement? Would be for him to say, "I cannot attend the Republican uh, primaries this evening because this uh, legal witch hunt is that's been pursuing me around the country is going to have me detained." Yeah. Well, he won't be I'd detained to be at, there, but at I that can't. time. And actually, he's counter-programming the debates. If I remember correctly, Tucker Carlson's pre-recorded interview with Trump that will stream on the the network formerly known as Twitter, now known as X, uh, is going to be counter-programmed that same time, isn't it, Steve? Uh, I believe it is. Uh, man, the thing is, I love Tucker's monologues. His interviews, so-so. Eh, I wish he were uh, a little sharper on those. But, but uh, I, I think have... Trump wants the camera all to himself, you know, and he's... Well, and well at the very he least, he, un- Donald Trump understands how these things work. Bingo. Yeah. And when I said the next president in 2012 is going to be coming from the pop culture and that he's going to know how to work the press instead of being worked by the press, you can at least say that about the guy. He understands how how things like ratings work. Yep. Yep. Most successful reality show host in history. And there's a reason for that. The man understands the medium of television. I think I think it's the right call, although I am disappointed in the one thing that I would lay down a hundred bucks on if I could get some decent odds, a hundred bucks right now that uh, alleged President Joe Biden will use Trump's uh, absence from the Republican debates to skip out on the traditional two or three debates against Donald Trump in the general election, because we know that Joe's not up to it. And that's your right angle on that, brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. Thanks so much for watching, and we'll see you next time.